Welcome to the Freedom Church Podcast. We are so glad that you are investing in your relationship with the Lord by listening to this message. Check out our YouTube channel for a complete log of all of our sermons. If you would like to know more about FC, visit our website at www.freedomfamily.us. God bless and remember that the best is yet to come. Merry Christmas! It's good to see each of you here today. And what I want to do right now, I would like to ask you as parents that have your kids in here that would like to, we would like to ask all the kids to come up on the stage on each side and we'll get some help from some of our people here to make sure they don't fall off when we call 911. So anyway, so if you would, all the kids come up here and I'm going to share a story with you, then I'm going to give you a gift that you're welcome to come right on. Y'all make all of our kids welcome. Would you do that right now? There you go. Just have a seat right there, young man, right here. Just have a seat. I'm going I'm to read you a story, all right? You guys can just sit down there. Good. Yes. All right, y'all come right on. Y'all come right over here. Look, you don't have to be so far away. Y'all come right over here close to me right here. All right. Come over here and make sure I put on deodorant this morning. Make sure I, the pastor doesn't stink today, okay? All right. Here, y'all scoot on in. Y'all come on in a little closer. A little closer because I'm going to read you a story, okay? Y'all come right on in, Zion. Y'all scoot up this way. Scoot up this way. All right, here we go. Hey, hey, sweetheart, come on up here. Yes, yes, come on up here, sweetheart. Y'all get a little closer. All right, all right, there we go. Look, she knows how to get closer, see? There we go. All right. Now, what is this, what is this right here? It's a candy cane. Do you know the story of the candy cane? Some of you do know the story? How about I tell the one you don't know, because he's thumbing down. I got you. All right. Now, here we go. I'm going to tell you the story of the candy cane. According to a legend, a long time ago, a candy maker in Indiana made the Christmas candy cane to tell the real story of Christmas. He chose pure white candy in order to be able to represent the virgin birth of Jesus Christ, that Jesus is sinless. Jesus never did anything wrong. He made the candy hard so that it would remind us that Jesus is the solid rock and that all God's promises are solid. And the candy maker made the candy in the shape of a J to remind us that Jesus, who came to earth as a baby, became our Savior. Then the candy maker added stripes. Real candy canes have three small stripes For the blood of Jesus that he shed for all of us when he went to the cross. The one big red stripe is for the blood Jesus shed on the cross so we could have eternal life in heaven one day. Also, it's in the form of a shepherd's staff. That means that Jesus wants to be the shepherd of all of us. He wants to be the Lord of our lives, and that's why that Jesus came. So Jesus came at Christmas so that he can, we can make our way and know how to get to heaven. So we're going to give you a candy cane today, and so you can always remember what it means that Jesus came for all of us. All right? So I'm going to pray, and then we're going to do something special, Okay. Father in heaven, we thank you for this beautiful day. We thank you for this candy cane and what it represents. 
We thank you for Jesus, your son, Father, that came to give his life for each of us. That's why that we celebrate Christmas. Him coming down the stairway of heaven and putting on skin and seeing what we all go through in life. And yet he never did anything wrong and he died for all of us and arose again so that we can have a wonderful life now and a wonderful life in eternity one day. Till then, may all of us and all these beautiful kids and all the adults here and everyone live for you and be a reflection of your perfection and be the hands and feet to a world that needs you, Jesus. And it's in your name we pray, amen. Now, we're gonna do something special. So here's what I want you guys to do. Stand, I know, that's awesome. So y'all stand up and turn around and face the crowd and we're going to sing happy birthday to Jesus. All right, everybody turn around. Everybody come over here and stand. Y'all stand right where you're at and y'all face the crowd and everybody look out there and all moms and dads, get your cameras out. All right, here we go. Y'all ready to sing? Here we go. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Jesus. Happy birthday to you. Let's give Jesus a hand for being the savior to each of us. All right, now what we're gonna do, we're gonna have you step down and we're gonna be able to give you a candy cane right here as you step down, all right? Y'all be really careful. Here we go. Christmas. It's so awesome to see your beautiful faces today and we're so glad you came out on this Christmas day which lands on Sunday about every seven years. So I want to say thank you to each of you that those that came last night, those of you that came today, would you give yourself a hand clap of praise for everybody came out for Christmas today. 
Now, let's really lift the roof off this place and let's give thanks to our Lord God Almighty that we're able to get out of bed, we're blessed in life, and he's a good, good God. Give him some praise today, church. Now, I must ask, and I'm gonna tell a story. I remember one Christmas, long time ago, before I got married, I was living at home, and I forgot to get my brother a Christmas gift. I hope he's not watching online. Please don't be watching online. And I did the unthinkable that a lot of people do. Now, I did get the gift, but I was kind of telling last night, so I didn't tell off on myself. I went by a convenience store, and I bought a Christmas gift for my brother on Christmas morning. I've never told him this. How many of you have ever forgot somebody? Please help me out that I'm not the only one in this house today of the Lord's house. How many of you forgot somebody and you stopped by a convenience store and bought somebody something? Raise your hand. Yes, yes, there's more infidels in the house of the Lord today. Yes, yes, yes. Hey, we're thankful for the blessings that God gives us and we're just so thankful that he's a God that's with us. So today, as I kind of wrap up what we've been talking about over several weeks, we've been talking about this theme that God is with us. And so thank you to those of you that are here. Thank you to those of you that are tuning in online. I want to read, and today I'm going to read beginning in Matthew's gospel, chapter 1, verse 18 through verse 23. It says, this is how Jesus the Messiah was born. His mother Mary was engaged to be married to Joseph. But before the marriage took place, while she was still a virgin, she became pregnant through the power of the Holy Spirit. Joseph, to whom she was engaged, was a righteous man and did not want to disgrace her publicly. So he decided to break the engagement quietly. As he considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream. Joseph, son of David, the angel said, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife. For the child within her was conceived by the Holy Spirit, and she will have a son, and you are to name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All of this occurred to fulfill the Lord's message through his prophet. Look, the virgin will conceive a child, she will give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. God is with us. Father, right now, God, thank you for your word and use it for your glory. May lives continue to be changed on earth. And as your will is done in heaven, may we do every way we can to fulfill your will and your way here on earth below. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Simple as I can, we've been talking about the incarnation of Jesus. And you can look up different kinds of definitions to it and it'll give you a definition really long, but really when you think about the incarnation of Jesus being Emmanuel, God with us, it really boils down that God became flesh and he dwelled among men. And when we think about that, we look at John's gospel, chapter 14 and verse one, and the first part of verse 14, and it says here something very important. And you say, what do you mean? Many people, and I've had the question before, that Jesus actually became born in Bethlehem in a cave, and that was the original time that Jesus was born. Not so. Jesus has always been. It's always been God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Always been the triune God, God three in one. 
And it says here in this, in the gospel of John, it says in the beginning, the word already existed, talking about Christ. The word was with God and the word was God. And so the word became human and made his home among us, talking about Jesus. He was full of unfailing love and faithfulness. That is God, God, the word, God through Jesus is the word himself, Emmanuel, God is with us. God, the son, uh, God, the father, God, the Holy spirit, God, the Godhead forever. Today, I want you to go with me on a journey. Unlike anything I've ever done before. And I want you to think about a father son relationship, which many of you have. And I want you to think in the perspective and imagine with me that God the Father has a conversation with his son Jesus, even before Jesus comes to earth. And God knew that our only hope was his son Jesus Christ. Now this creative conversation that I'm gonna share with you probably didn't happen. However, what I'm gonna share with you is consistent with the word of God, with the Bible. And it goes something like this. Son, I have a mission opportunity for you. And if you decide to take on this mission, son, let me tell you, it's going to cost you. I want you to go to earth and I want you to be born through a human. I've chosen a woman, a young woman, that she is going to be your mom and you're really going to like her, JC. You know, she's a young girl who lives in Nazareth. And let me tell you something, Jesus. She is devoted to our will. Now, this girl, Mary, that I've chosen to be your mother, she's not like all the other girls. She doesn't play spin the bottle. She doesn't play truth or dare. She is a good, pure girl. She is a virgin. She has saved herself. I will tell you, you're going to have a father there on earth. Now, it's going to be your stepdad. But understanding your stepdad, I'm your real dad, okay? He's a good man. Now, Joseph, he's not going to be able to to make much accolades on earth. As a matter of fact, he's not going to be like Mary. Mary, they're going to make statues of Jesus everywhere. Joseph is going to do good if he gets in the nativity set, Jesus, okay? So, please understand what this means for you, son. You're going to leave our glory here in heaven. You have to be born of a virgin, son. Not through Joseph, so you don't inherit a sin nature. Understand that before Mary births you into this cold, hard world, you're going to spend nine months in her womb. And Jesus begins to scratch his head and begins to wonder, Father, why can't I be born and be brought like a stork? And he's thinking, no, 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 no. God laughs and says, no, you're going to be born of a woman. It's going to accomplish our will. You're going to be all God. You're going to be all man. You're going to be human and you're going to be divine. And he begins to think and he begins to think. He says, Jesus thinks, oh, I get it, dad. I'm going to be born and I'm going to come not just for the rich and the powerful, but I'm going to be going to earth and be born for the common and the ordinary That's it, JC. That's what I'm talking about. When you're born, here's something you've got to understand. It's going to get complicated really fast. Even Jesus, before you take your first steps, Satan and all the demons in hell are going to be threatened by you. Your whole life, people are going to be trying 
to kill you, Jesus. From day one, King Herod is going to set out to do everything he can do to kill you because he's jealous of you. And he knows there's a king that's being born, but he doesn't want to be able to have his throne taken over. So he's going to put a hit out on all the baby boys there in, our, in the area that you're born there. And he's going to do what he can do to try to kill all the baby boys two years old and under. And Jesus is sitting over here thinking, oh my goodness, this is going to happen to me in my life. Jesus, you're going to have a lot of, of that's going on in your life and your family's going to be threatened and they're going to be in danger. But understand, I'm going to warn your earthly father, Joseph, in a dream and you will have to run for your lives. And Jesus is taking notes and he's thinking, fast donkey he knows he's going to die he lets Jesus know that he's going to have a lot of power on earth son you're going to have power unlike you can ever imagine it's going to be way more than Superman's power you're going to find times that you're probably going to get on your siblings nerves and listen to me Jesus you've got the power but listen don't try to show off to them and walk on the sea of Galilee when y'all go down there don't do that son I don't want you to do that at that time just be a regular kid in school you're going to make straight A's you're going to be a perfect student the teachers are going to love you they're going to want to pet on you but just be a regular kid but understand kids are going to be jealous of you as you grow up as a job, I want you to take on Joseph, your earthly father, your stepfather. I want you to take on his trade of being a carpenter. And like Joseph, you're not going to make a lot of money, Jesus. But you're going to find fat satisfaction in being able to serve other people. And you're going to be good at it, but people aren't going to respect you, Jesus. Especially the people in your own hometown you're going to be using wood and the very wood that you use to make tables for other people will be the same kind of wood that they're going to use as a cross in which Jesus you're going to die on your very first miracle is going to be at a wedding the very first miracle, JC, what you're going to do, you're going to turn water into wine at this wedding. And he's thinking, why am I going to do this, Dad? Because I want to mess with the Baptists because they're going to they're gonna debate for years and years to come, non-alcoholic or alcoholic. They're still doing that. But Jesus, you're going to do amazing miracles. You're going to be able to heal people who have been blind from birth. You're going to be able to help people to hear that's never heard the birds sing. You're going to help the deaf to be able to hear again. There's going to be people that are going to be wailing and crying because their loved one died. And you're going to raise them from the dead. You are going to be around people, Jesus, who are going to literally hate they're going to call you names. They're going to call you a hypocrite. They're going to call you a drunkard. They're going to call you a lunatic. They're going to say you're dangerous. They're going to say that you are their enemy. Listen, Jesus, you just keep showing them my love and our love that we have together. Let's keep showing our love. And you do that, Jesus. You touch the lepers, even though they're untouchable, and you heal their life. Jesus, you do what you can do to befriend the prostitutes that people have turned their back on when they're looking for real love through you and I who created them. I want you to love even the people that religion has rejected in the day. 
The more you love, though, understand Jesus, the more they're going to hate you. You just keep loving them, Jesus. Love isn't just what we do, son. Love is who we are. Now understand, Satan is going to do everything to attack you all the time. And after you're baptized by John the Baptist as an example to our followers that's going to follow you, Jesus, you're going to seek me in the wilderness. You're going to be thrust out there. And for 40 days, you are going to be tested. You are going to be tempted in the wilderness. And there's going to come a point in time that it's going to get so strong in your life, Jesus, you're going to have to fight back with the word. And Jesus says, what do you mean, dad? There's going to come a point that after that 40 days, he's going to come to you and you're going to be so hungry and Satan's going to come at you and say, Jesus, turn these stones into bread. You know you're hungry, Jesus. But what are you going to do at that point, Jesus? And he's thinking, I'm going to say, Father, it is written. What are you going to say? Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. That's good, son. That's really good. He's going to come at you again. He's going to try to get you to throw yourself off the temple mount, off of that mountain. And he's going to try to get you to do that to show that the angels are coming unless you uh, crash at the bottom and, and you, they stop you and they don't see that. What are you going to do, Jesus? Thou, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to say it is written, thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. That's good, Jesus. That's really good. But the next one's really going to be strong on you, Jesus. Satan's going to do everything he can do to show you all the vast areas of the world and the greatness of the world to which we created. And he's going to tell you, if you'll just bow down just for a moment, Jesus, and worship me, I'll give you all of this. What are you going to do when that happens to you in your life, Jesus? Jesus began to think, said, Father, it is written, it is written, thou shalt worship the Lord thy God and thy God alone. And he's going to say, that's good, JC. That's good. Keep standing strong. Now, while you're down there, Jesus, I'm going to give you some good friends. I'm going to give you 12 disciples that you're going to love them. You're going to invest in them. But some of them are going to break your heart. Peter, the rock, the leader of the group, when the going gets tough, even though he said that he would die with you, he's going to end up denying you three times. Whenever you get to the point of the Lord's Supper and you're having that last meal with them because you know by this time you know what you're facing, you're going to be washing their feet and trying to give them an example of serving and as you're washing their feet and you're going down the row and you're washing all of them's feet and Peter denies you and Thomas doubts you, then you're going to get to the one that you're washing their feet and it's Judas. Judas will be the one that's going to betray you for a few pieces of silver. Matter of fact, Judas, you're going to get a glimpse of that which is going to be so painful it's beyond human reasoning. I want you to just keep loving them because that's who you are. After the supper, you're going to be so heavy hearted that you're going to go to the Garden of Gethsemane. And as you're glimpsing what's coming, you're going to be faced with a great temptation to bail out Jesus. You're going to 
ask me in that time of prayer, you're going to ask me, your father, is there any other way? Know this, Jesus. There's no other way. You have to go to the cross. There's no other way. And because you love me, I'll tell you, you're going to say, your will be done, Father. Because the the pain of what's coming on the cross, you're going to be in such agony as you're praying in the garden with the weight of the world bearing down and the sins weighing down on you as you're getting ready to go to the cross. That there's going to be great drops of sweat like blood coming from your brow. They're going to come and they're going to arrest you. And they're going to beat you, Jesus, over and over and over. 39 lashes to the point that your human body is unrecognizable. And the pain, Jesus, the pain, I can't even begin to tell you what it's going to be like. They're going to make fun of you, Jesus. They're going to make fun of you. They're going to put purple on you because you're a king, but not the king they think you are. And they're going to make a crown of thorns and they're going to put it on your head, Jesus. And they're not going to say, the Roman soldier, hail to the king of Jews. Jesus, look at me. Look at me, Jesus. The cross is going to be the worst thing that you could ever imagine. After you've went through these six trials and they beat you profusely and you try your best to drag a cross outside to Golgotha, the hill of skull, the the skull hill, Jesus, they're going to put you on a cross going to lay you down prostrate on a tree. Son, that I hate to tell you that we grew out of the ground on earth. And they're going to take your right hand and they're going to lay it out on that cross. And they're going to drive a spike through your wrist. And you're going to cry out in agony. But it don't stop there, Jesus. Listen to me, son. They're going to take your left arm. They're not going to stretch it out. They're going to drive another spike through your other wrist on your left arm. As you cry in agony and pain. But it even gets worse, Jesus. They're going to take your feet. And they're going to lap them on top of one another. And they're going to drive a spike through them as well. Oh, the pain, Jesus, you're going to go through. No human has ever faced this. And here's the truth, Jesus. You know that you could cry out and call down 12 legions of angels to be able to rescue you, but don't do it, Jesus. What's been prophesied about you? Humanity 
need your sinless blood for their sins. And despite the pain, despite the agony, your love, Jesus, is going to be so great that you're going to look up to heaven to me. And you're going to say, Father, forgive them because they don't know what they're doing. Remember, Jesus, I'm always with you. But there's going to come a point. There's going to come a point that I won't be. When you become sin on that cross, you're innocent and you're dying for the sins of the world. I cannot look upon sin, Jesus. I'm a holy God and I must turn from that sin that you're dying for. At that moment, Jesus, you're going to hurt at that moment in our separation, unlike anything physically or emotionally that's ever been done to you. Stay the course, Jesus. Stay the course until you say, it is finished. And you give up your spirit to me. And when you die, you're not going to be dead forever. As a matter of fact, they're going to put you in a borrowed tomb, a tomb that no man has ever laid in. And you're going to be in that tomb. But after three days, Jesus, there's going to be some women that come by the tomb on a Sunday morning. And the stone won't be there and neither will you because you, Jesus, will be raised from the dead. And we will fulfill the perfect and final sacrifice for the forgiveness of sin because we love them so much. Praise his name. Jesus, will you do this for humanity that we created? And that we love. And Jesus pauses in serious thought. And with his loving eyes, he looks into his father's eyes. He says, I will, Dad. I will. And the Holy Spirit's off to the side. And (laughs) the Holy Spirit's thinking he's watching this conversation take place. And he says, what about me? And Jesus looks over and says, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't see you. What's my role in this? The Holy Spirit says, what, what do I get to do? Where do I go? And Jesus says, oh, I'm going to tell them about you. I'm going to tell them about you. Matter of fact, this is what I'm going to say because it's the word. John 14, he says, if you love me, Jesus tells his followers, obey my commandments. And I will ask the Father and he will give you another advocate who will never leave you. He is the Holy Spirit who leads you into all truth. The world cannot receive him because it isn't looking for him and doesn't recognize him. But you know him because he lives with you now and later will be in you. No, I will not abandon you as orphans. I will come to you. Soon the world will no longer see me, Jesus says, but you will see me since I live, you also will live. 
So dad, we are going to be through them, through the Holy Spirit here. Emmanuel, God with us. And, and dad, before I leave to go to earth, and when I leave to go to earth and, and before, and as I complete this mission, Father, before I sin, can I remind all of them of what they are to do and the promise I make to them? Father, can I do that? And God, the Father looks at Jesus, says, of course you can, Jesus. So Jesus says, therefore go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I have given you and be sure of this, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. I will never leave you. 